0: MSW Media News with swearing. Dear the beans, dear beans, dear
1: beans, dear beans.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. Today, the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump is underway in the Senate. Republican minority leader in the House Kevin McCarthy pressured Liz Cheney to apologize for her impeachment vote what the U.N. Secretary General says about Myanmar. A prominent Republican lawyer says Trump can stand trial. Democrats unveil a new part of the COVID relief plan that includes an expanded child tax credit. And the first member of Congress has died from coronavirus. I'm A.G.
1: And I'm Dana Goldberg.
0: Hey Dana, did you have a nice weekend and a Super Bowl and all that? I mean, I guess we we spoke today.
1: Yeah, we did. We we quota spoke today. This really when we recorded day before it puts me in this weird time frame with you. But um, we did. We we spoke a day before. But today, whatever. Um, <laughs> disappointed that um, the Kansas City Chiefs lost as bad as they did, and I just my heart hurt for Mahomes. I yeah. mean, he you know he's a young quarterback. He's got his career ahead of him, but. He's so talented and we have bad nights at work. I have bad nights at work. I bomb at work sometimes too, but it's not on one of the, you know, country's largest sports stages. So my heart went out to Mahomes and uh you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> the opening stuff was amazing. Oh, she my goodness. was incredible. Her guitar playing she's one of the most badass guitar players I've ever seen. So good. That's like the best rendition of America the Beautiful
1: I've ever heard. Is it she or her? Her. Did I say she? You did, which is really funny. You're so into the pronouns. It took me a second. I was listening. I was like, is she, the, she goes by she or her. <laughs> nope, she goes by her. I'm old. Oh, okay. God, that's funny. That's really funny.
0: She was great. Her. She was great. Her. Her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Yes, let's keep moving. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and Amanda Third Gorman's, place. another Amanda Gorman poem. Uh, she's just spectacular, spectacular. And I got a little bit of joy when the um, manager for the ICU nurses put her hand up and there was a very lovely rainbow bracelet. And mm-hmm. it wasn't obvious to a lot of people, but if you're part of the family or you're an ally, you definitely noticed it. And it was nice to see the representation like that on such a national stage. So yeah,
0: it was very, very good. I love that opening stuff. Everything after, eh, yeah. but yeah but that was really great so uh you and i will be live on the stereo app for the daily beans after party this thursday at 5 p.m pacific time so everybody download the stereo app and you can join uh dana and me uh to discuss (laughs) i noticed you maybe you read ahead in the
1: corrections
0: (laughs) the um yeah and i'll get to that when we get there (laughs) Um, But yeah, join us because it's fun. It's super fun.
1: It is super fun. I had a good time last week too.
0: Maybe we'll have you sing the questions in the style of a different artist this time. Uh, I don't know.
1: We might just for our entertainment.
0: (laughs) And we're gonna have Margaret show with us on Thursday. And today, uh, comedian activist Tony B has joined us to discuss the two different systems of justice, particularly in light of this woman who was granted the uh, afforded the opportunity to take her Mexico team building exercise vacation with the it's absolutely ridiculous infuriating quite and quite quite infuriating and uh we're going to discuss that a little bit later in the show but we do have a lot of news to get to so let's hit the hot notes hot notes All right, so the lead story today is the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. Both sides have filed additional briefs that were due due on Monday, due today. Trump's attorneys are arguing that he used figurative language when he spoke to his supporters before the attack on the Capitol and attempted to pull out individual words and phrases uh, to rob everyone of the context. They opened their brief by pointing to Trump derangement syndrome, which is laughable and parochial and idiotic. Uh, they're calling what Trump said protected political speech uh, and that he wasn't directing them to storm the Capitol. He didn't use ter- terms like insurrection and uh, riot uh, like that, like you need to. That's right. that's the dumbest thing. That's not even a criminal level requirement that has to be made for a criminal trial. And that's not even a criminal. This is a, pr- a political process procedure. The problem here is that almost every single insurrectionist that has been arrested, their defense lawyers are claiming that they were just Doing what Trump wanted them to do, so here we have a bunch of insurrectionists saying, "I was just following orders," which won't stand up in court. But that kind of, I mean, supports the whole idea that they that Trump incited the riot. So, it's interesting evidence in the impeachment trial for sure. Um, uh, and but I don't know that they're going to call witnesses. I don't think they're going to call any witnesses.
1: Well, this is the thing, Ag. I heard, so I read an article that said um, that they don't feel like they need to call witnesses because they are the witnesses. They were there, and sort of like when someone asks you, "What's your source?" and you're like, "My ears, my ears, am a source because I heard her say it." And I feel like that's what this is for the Congress: is that the senators were in the building, they mm-hmm. saw what happened, they've been they have been privy to his language, um, saying that the you know election was stolen and we need to fight and you know march down. He literally marched down the street to the Capitol. So, you know, uh, granted, he didn't say riot or insurrection, but he gave them a directive to march to the Capitol.
0: Well, they tried that defense in the Mueller probe, too. They were like, well, he didn't say, hey, I need you to fire... comey or i need you to not prosecute criminally michael flynn you know it's like hey lay off and uh, yeah we need to get rid of him you know that's just mob speak and and, you know our friends who we constantly have on the show that are former federal prosecutors are like i have prosecuted criminals for less uh you know more less direct language but here's a quote from trump's brief quote of the ten thousand words spoken mr trump used the word fight a little more than a handful of times, and each time in the figurative sense that has long been accepted in public discourse when urging people to stand and use their voices to be heard on matters important to them. It was not and could not be construed to encourage acts of violence. Could
1: not? What do you mean could yeah, not? Could not? I... He has literally said at his rallies, hit him, I'll pay your defense fees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop putting
0: your hand on top of people's heads when you shove them into the cop car, right?
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Notably absent, they continue, notably absent from his speech, was any reference to or encouragement of an insurrection, a riot, criminal action, or any acts of physical violence whatsoever. Again, that's mafia talk. Now, Dems say in their own brief, quote, to be clear, this is not a case about protected speech. The House did not impeach President Trump because he expressed an unpopular political opinion. It impeached him because he willfully incited a violent insurrection against the government. We live in a nation governed by the rule of law, not mob violence incited by presidents who cannot accept their own electoral defeat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that, like, our side, it's very clear, it's coherent, it's very educated. And the other side is like, he never said incitement.
2: So Mm, you you guys have
1: trump derangement syndrome buttheads seriously right. thanks biff
0: now uh, andrew torres and i are going to take a deeper dive into these briefs in tomorrow's cleanup on aisle 45 <laughs> please podcast. don't take a deep dive into <laughs> donald's briefs
1: <laughs> just all of that made me throw up in my mouth we're gonna
0: into dershowitz's briefs <laughs> no
1: we're gonna we're
0: gonna take a deep dive into these submissions filed <laughs> by both sides and that's tomorrow. Our new show is called Clean Up on Isle Forty Five, episode four comes out Wednesday. So definitely subscribe to that if you if you haven't yet. And so
1: good. It's so good. Thank
0: you. And in a related story a very prominent conservative Republican lawyer named Charles Cooper. Chuck. Chuck Coop. Uh, he's closely allied with top Republicans in Congress. He dismissed as illogical, the claim that is, it is unconstitutional to hold an impeachment trial for a former president. The piece came two days before the Senate will set to start the proceeding, which is today. And Mr. Trump, in which Mr. Trump is charged with incitement of insurrection uh, because of what happened on January 6th. And Liz Cheney is now saying Trump may be facing criminal liability. She says, quote, there will be a massive criminal investigation. Did that tweet he sent calling Pence a coward while the attack was underway, was that a criminal act? Liz Cheney posits, right? She questions. She's like, hmm, that seems like when they're out there building a gallows to hang Pence to send a tweet to get Pence, you know, Yeah. Uh, might be a crime. So uh, let's hope. So we'll see. And she's convinced that there will be massive criminal investigations. So. That's a a little portents for the Biden Justice Department. Interesting.
1: I love it. There's actually more news on Liz Cheney. So as you know, she recently survived that vote to keep her leadership position in the House after she voted to impeach the Donald. Mm. Well, we are now learning that Kevin McCarthy tried to get Liz Cheney to apologize for how she handled her vote to impeach former President Trump before last week's highly anticipated House GOP conference meeting. A request she refused, two people with direct knowledge told Axios, and I will say this on behalf of women everywhere, Kevin McCarthy, you can go fuck yourself for not apologizing (laughs) for standing up for the Constitution and democracy. All right, okay. uh, McCarthy, who hesitated in the first place about holding a vote to oust Cheney, told her privately hours before Wednesday's caucus meeting that their members wanted to hear her say she was sorry. This is just... It's infuriating oh. that these guys are asking this woman who stood up for what she believes is right when she doesn't even have the best track record for that yeah. to apologize for it. Yeah, but
0: they were, like, weird about having Marjorie Taylor Greene apologize for her comments, Exactly. Right? Yeah, well, one
1: of them was actually serving justice, and the other one was, like, encourage people to commit crimes. Anyway, uh, McCarthy also suggested it could sway some of her opponents, which is sounds a little like a threat. Uh, Cheney's team, though, uh, did a whip count, and she was confident she'd secure at least 142 votes, and that's from other sources. So she's confident in her spot. She's not going to apologize for this. It's, I mean, look at who she is. Look at the family she comes from. She's not rolling over on this. Mm-mm.
0: No. And and her comments today about the criminal investigation and Trump's tweets just sort of hammer that home. 100 percent. She's confident in her in her whip support and her caucus support. So there we go. And we've gotten a lot of questions about Myanmar. Uh, Myanmar, also known as Burma, is in Southeast Asia and neighbors Thailand, Laos, Bangladesh, China, and India. has a population of about 54 million, most of whom are Burmese speakers, although other languages are spoken. Main religion is Buddhism. There are many ethnic groups in the country, including the Rohingya Muslims. Now, the country gained independence from Britain in 1948. It was ruled by the armed forces from 1962 until 2011. Uh, That's when a new government began ushering in a return to civilian rule. The ruling military changed the country's name from Burma to Myanmar in 1989. Um, That's a year after thousands of people were killed in a crackdown on a popular uprising. I believe it was the Saffron Uprising. Um, Some, including the UK, initially refused to use the new name. It was a way of denying the military regime's legitimacy. But as the country moved toward democracy, the use of Myanmar became increasingly more common. The military is now back in charge and has declared a year-long, one-year-long state of emergency. Uh, it seized control on February 1st following a general election in which Miss Su Chi's National League of Democracy, the NLD party, won in a landslide. The armed forces had backed the opposition, who were demanding a rerun of the vote and that you know claiming, you know, election fraud. Sounds familiar. The election commission said there was no evidence to support these claims. And the coup was staged as a new session of parliament was set to open. Ms. Su Chi is now under house arrest, and she's been charged with possessing uh, illegally imported walkie talkies. Many other NLD officials have also been detained, and power has been handed over to the commander in chief, Min Aung Lang. Um, now, he has received international condemnation and sanctions for his alleged role in the military's attacks on ethnic minorities. Uh, In his first public comments after the coup, General Hlang sought to justify the takeover, saying the military was on the side of the people and would form a, quote, true and disciplined democracy. Disciplined. Sounds scary.
1: Seriously. The military
0: says it will hold a free and fair election, quote unquote, once the state of emergency is over. Now, Aung San Suu Kyi became world famous in the 90s. I don't know if you remember this, but she was campaigning to restore democracy. And she spent 15 years in detention between 1989 and 2010 after organizing rallies calling for democratic reform and free elections. She was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize while under house arrest in 1991. And in 2015, she led the NLD to victory in Myanmar's first openly contested election in 25 years. The UK, EU, and Australia are among those to have condemned The military takeover and the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres said it was a serious blow to democratic reforms. And Joe Biden has threatened to reinstate sanctions as well. However, China blocked the U.N. Security Council statement condemning the coup. The country, which has previously opposed international intervention in Myanmar, urged all sides to, quote, resolve their differences.
1: Thank you for that. I actually had no idea. I love during the, um, if you listen to the stereo uh, conversation last week, someone asked about it and uh, Allison goes, Danny, you want to take the Myanmar question? I was like, nope, I don't because I do not know enough about it. And now I'm learning more. So thank you for that. And I hope the beans listeners are being educated as well. Um, Next one here is House Democrats are expected to unveil their plan to send up to $3,600 per child to families. And this is a vast but... Temporary expansion of relief to households that experts have projected could lift millions from poverty. I actually don't think this is enough, but I do think it is a good idea. The proposal, a copy of which was obtained by NBC News, would add more detail to President Biden's call for expanding the child tax credit as part of his $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief legislation. So the plan provides $3,600 over a year for children under 6 and $3,000 for children under 18. Uh, to be distributed in months ins- monthly installments by the IRS starting in July. The payments would phase out for individuals making more than $75,000 and couples making more than $150,000. Um, the proposal is expected to be included in Biden's full $1.9 trillion relief plan, though it will have to fit certain technical criteria, since Democrats are now pushing to move ahead via a congressional process that will enable them to circumvent a potential GO- GOP filibuster in the Senate. We've talked about this before. So already, there has been a push for a federal $15 uh, minimum wage uh, that failed, the living wage failed to qualify under the uh, parliamentary rules governing the process, and that's known as the reconciliation. Uh, that's what Biden had said. Uh, to see, And, and I'll, I'll continue on with the story, but because there's just a little bit left. A.G., I feel like if they really want to help working families... We need to have a living wage fifteen dollar minimum wage like I grade 3, $3,600 with the kids, whatever for that the minimum wage needs to be raised. We need to show these people grocery stores, frontline workers, these people that can't stay home during the pandemic that we actually value the work they do mm-hmm. so that's where I come from that
0: and and I'll talk a little bit more about that um, when you're when you're finished because it's actually the parliamentarian that decided it doesn't qualify to be part of the budget reconciliation process. And we'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that when you're finished.
1: Thank you. Yeah, just to wrap this one up, while Republicans have criticized the $1.9 trillion plan as being too large, it's possible that boosting the child tax credit will gain at least some bipartisan support. So we've got Senator Romney, who, as we know, is a Republican from Utah. He released his own plan on Thursday to give households an even larger child allowance on a permanent basis. Romney funded his plan in part by cutting other spending programs. Now. <laughs> It's really interesting because, like, everyone's against what they called Obamacare. It was just Romney Care with a facelift. Like, this guy has some good ideas over the years, so I'm not surprised that Romney's come forward with an even bigger, like, allowance to these families.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to see what he wanted to cut, what other spending programs he wanted to cut. I guarantee you it's not defense spending, no. which is where it should come from. Right. Uh, and I want to emphasize Democrats are split now uh, between the Progressive Caucus and the Democrat, the regular Democratic caucus on on some of these details, including that $1,400 checks instead of $2,000 checks uh, are going to go out. In addition, uh, the $15 minimum wage being pulled out of the COVID relief plan. Now, progressives are calling these broken campaign promises on the part of Joe Biden. But I just want to remind everyone that the Republican plan was for a third $600 uh, billion instead of $1.9 trillion. and it did not include uh, $2,000 checks or $1,400 checks or a minimum wage hike, and that Biden wanted $2,000 and the $15 minimum wage, but it's Mansion that wants to reduce the number of people who receive the checks by lowering that threshold because it was people making less than $75,000 a year would start to phase out if you made more than that. Now he wanted to lower it to $50,000 a year. And it's the parliamentarian in the Senate that says the minimum wage provision uh, can't be included in the budget reconciliation, which is needed to pass the whole thing without Republicans. And that makes sense. I right. mean, I don't th- I don't think it makes sense to not raise the minimum wage. For but sure. A, a minimum wage hike isn't budgetary, right? It's not money coming out of the government. It's money coming out of business businesses. Right. So it's more legislative than budgetary. Uh, though Schumer could change the reconciliation rules to include it. However, that doesn't guarantee that all 50 Dems would vote for it. And we had said, you and I talked about this, that, you know, they might have to shrink the bill to get 50 Democratic votes, but right. it would be easier than negotiating with trying to get 10 Republicans to come on board and, you know, with the uh, without using budget reconciliation. Well, that's what this is, shrinking it a little to please all the Dems as opposed to shrinking it a shit ton to appease 10 Republicans. Unfortunately... There are Dem senators that don't want to spend as much as Biden wants, so it's kind of disingenuous to call them broken campaign promises, right? Because they are what Biden ran on and pushed for. But it's Mansion that won't vote for it, uh, and we don't. And it's the parliamentarian that doesn't want that says that the fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage doesn't qualify. Um, uh, the, and, and Pelosi worked with the Progressive Caucus to get that $15 minimum wage thing in. And that went in today. And it's the parliamentarian that's objecting. But if we don't have 50 Democratic votes, the entire thing fails. Right. So we go back to that old saying, we can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, and we call Manchin out for his bullshit. Absolutely. <laughs> not, not Biden. You know, send, get get on the phone. Uh talk to your um your representatives and your senators and make sure that they know what you want in the bill because I think most Americans want a fifteen dollar minimum wage and two thousand dollar checks hundred percent and they want it to be the same threshold levels as it was when we got the the previous check seventy five thousand and hundred and fifty not fifty thousand and a hundred. Uh, And finally, the first sitting member of Congress uh, has died of of coronavirus, Representative Ron Wright from Texas. He passed away and, and Pelosi took to the House floor today asking for a moment of silence. She also released a statement talking about Ron Wright in the context of how deadly this virus is to all Americans, as a reminder, so to speak. She says, as we grieve Congressman Wright's passing, members of Congress are united in and and pray for the families and loved ones of the over 460,000 Americans who have been killed by the vicious coronavirus. Each death is a tragedy that breaks our hearts and demands strong urgent action. So, that was Pelosi's moment of silence and her statement on the death of Ron Wright, the first congressional member of Congress to pass away because of coronavirus. We'll be right back with my friend, activist and comedian, Tony B., to discuss two systems of justice in America in the face of an insurrectionist allowed to travel to Mexico. Stay with us. After these messages, will be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all have ups and downs in life, a lot of anxiety and stress and adversity, but it's something everyone eventually goes through. But the important thing to remember is you don't have to go through it alone. So if you're struggling with anything that's preventing you from living your happiest life, I want to recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides professional, licensed counseling online. Securely to help you navigate life's challenges. And it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literal licensed professional counseling done securely online. They'll assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in fewer than 24 hours. As you know, I've had struggles with PTS and anxiety. I know how important it is to seek help rather than to try to take on things alone. And BetterHelp services are available for clients worldwide, and they have a broad range of experts in their network, a lot of which might not be locally available in your area. So that's what's great, because you can log on f- to BetterHelp from anywhere, uh, anytime. And you can send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aids available, so visit their website, read some of their testimonials, like this one by BetterHelp user L who says marissa is respectful caring and offers great advice she creates a safe space and doesn't judge me she has been a huge help to me in the short time i've worked with her and i'm looking forward to future sessions so visit betterhelp.com dailybeans that's better help h-e-l-p and you can join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional special offer for daily beans listeners you can get 10 percent off your first month by going to betterhelp.com daily beans Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Joining me today is activist, comedian. He's got a new special out on Amazon Prime called Day Drinker with Tony B. And he's working on a cooking show called The Beautiful Stove that will be premiering on YouTube uh, on computers near you. Please welcome Tony B. Hi. Hi,
2: Tony. How are you? Hi, AG. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's great to talk to you. You know, we're old friends and we've done some shows together and I wanted to bring you on because... It's comedy week, and so I wanted to give our listeners some, you know, some stuff to do, some self-care things, and um, and what's really cool, and we'll talk about your comedy special in the second half of the interview. But it's family-friendly, so anyone who's got some uh, kids, tweens listening, it's you know PG, maybe PG thirteen, but I don't know, it's pretty clean.
2: I'd call it PG.
0: Yeah, and so I, I wanted to bring you on, and you're also really heavy into politics. And there were a couple of things I wanted to talk to you today about, namely a story that's been breaking over the weekend that a judge has allowed one of the insurrectionists to take a vacation to Mexico. Well, it's a work trip. Apparently, it's like a team building exercise. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about the two different systems of justice in America, because first of all, this judge's name, and and. Our listeners are familiar with this fella. His name is Trevor, Judge Trevor McFadden. He's a Trump appointee. Um, our uh, A lot of the listeners of the show will remember that this is the guy that sat on the House Ways and Means Committee's lawsuit suing for Trump's taxes, where the law clearly says the government shall furnish any tax returns to the Ways and Means Committee when asked. Um, this is precedent going back to Vietnam. Now, the Trump-appointed judge said, he, Trevor... He he wanted to wait and see what happened in the Mazar's case, which Trump successfully ran the clock out on. But apparently the House is going to be reissuing that subpoena uh, to Mazar's. And also the Manhattan district attorney is working on getting the Mazar's information. And so Trump successfully ran out the clock on that one, but he sat on that forever. And just five days ago, this is the news story, this judge extended the requirement of 72 hours notice to get those returns to the House Ways and Means Committee after the Biden administration said in a court filing that it was still considering its position in the lawsuit. So anyhow, that guy, Trevor. (laughs) Trevor has granted Jenny Louise Cudd, Jen Cudd, to travel to Mexico after her arrest for her role in the attack on the Capitol. She filed a request to get permission for travel. And then on Friday, Trevor granted the request to attend the work-related bonding retreat in Mexico uh, because traveling is really a good idea right now. And, and so and so same, it's, you know, we just like to, we think it's a good idea to let uh, arrested criminal insurrectionists, seditionists, just travel internationally.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I, I was doing some research on this and Jen Cudd is a florist. <laughs> What kind of work bonding retreat are florists going on? What are they? Why do they need to go to Mexico? (laughs) And because it's they're talking about it like it's a required, first of all, she owns the flower shop, from what I can tell. She owns it, and it says it's a required work retreat.
0: Well, to be fair, uh, me and the co-hosts and the web designer of my podcast took a a work retreat, a mandatory work retreat to to Temecula where we hung out in a hot tub and... Uh, I mean, we did discuss politics, but there, you know, there were margaritas involved and we did. There was I guess there was some bonding that occurred. So, yeah, (laughs) uh, what it sounds to me like is like she wanted to take a vacation and in order to get it past the judge, called it a work retreat.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's what happened. And I like cases like this because they show that there's blatantly two justice systems going. You don't even need an argument when something like this happens uh there's this case reminds me of that there's that who's that douchebag uh college guy who didn't serve any jail time what was his name
0: oh the guy who um sexually assaulted raped the woman behind the dumpster. yeah
2: and the judge was like well this young man he's a good swimmer and he's got a bright future i mean who are we to ruin that future and so he he gets off of that so, I mean, you don't really need an argument whether or not there are two justice systems because there are.
0: Mm. Yeah. And especially if we look at disenfranchised communities, communities of color, BIPOC people uh, that, you know, our, a good friend of ours, Eliza Orleans, is actually running to be the district attorney in Manhattan. And this is one of her... Um, crusades is is that there are two systems of justice and that needs to be repaired she talks about uh one of her clients that ha- stole a backpack and was p- thrown in prison for five years wasn't allowed out on bail uh and and things like that sort of kind of and i think when you say you like cases like this i think what you mean is that you like it because it shines a light on the disparity
2: yes exactly yes um
0: you know between how different groups of people are treated in this country and so it she's running on the fact that we have to close that gap and that there should be one system of justice in this country and that the law should be applied equally to everyone. And to let this person go is absolutely ridiculous. And they've done it with a lot of these insurrectionists. They let that young girl go home under her mother's care or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. So this has kind of been happening all over the place with these insurrectionists. And it sort of also shines a light on the different ways in which these insurrectionists, sedition seditionists, were treated versus how the Black Lives Matter protesters were treated this past summer in Lafayette Square, when the peaceful protesters had um, were tear gassed and shot with rubber bullets, so that Trump could have that photo op at the church. Remember that?
2: Oh, I I remember that well. And you know, it's it's one of those things where you know you you look at what happened. I mean, I've never heard such coddling. To a group of people, I mean, you can't imagine that a group of people storming the Capitol, killing a a Capitol uh, officer would be treated with such. There's always this kind of, yeah, you know, I mean, what they did was bad, but I mean, they believe in their cause and they're out there fighting as patriots. You know, I mean, you just you hear that kind of talk and it, it makes you sick. And when you see, I mean, I understand if, you know, if there's extreme cases, but to ask for a vacation to Mexico <laughs> there, she's asking to leave the country. Mm-hmm. And I mean, where where is the is the precedent for this? I mean, this is what she, she was charged with a violent crime. Mm. If you look at the indictment, uh, one of the indictments is violence. uh trespassing something like that and violent
0: entry to the capital
2: violent entry to the (laughs) capital i mean this is all unprecedented and it's just it's one of those things like oh well these are the good old boys they're just patriots doing what and when you have a trump appointed judge so the way i see it is there's a justice system that is very coddling towards people with money people of a certain race and When you have a Trump-appointed judge (laughs) who's in charge of, you know, these are the things that are now, that are now, I mean, you have, it's just, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. I just, this is, again, this is one of those stories where even talking about it. It sounds like it's made up. Like, how could this be happening? But
0: yeah, and you bring up a good point. It wasn't violent entry into the saloon at Disneyland. She didn't like push yeah. the saloon doors open too hard. It, she she violently entered the Capitol. The Capitol, yeah, yeah. And and the judge said this was the excuse. The judge said that she could doesn't have a criminal history. No one had suggested she was a flight risk, nor that she could pose a danger to others. Um, McFadden also pointed out that the prosecutors had not objected to Cud's request to travel. I thought they had. Uh, the judge did order Cud to provide her itinerary to her supervising pretrial services offer and, uh, follow any other instructions provided by pretrial services, but that's it. So apparently justice department didn't t- tell the court she was a flight risk, Um, and the judge says she doesn't have a criminal history, so it should be fine. It should just be, it should be just fine because somebody who has the clear mind, uh, to break down Capitol doors and attack the Capitol and violently enter the Capitol building with the, uh, you know, with the intent to assassinate the vice president isn't a flight risk. They don't make bad decisions. they don't they don't make bad decisions
2: meanwhile she's she's literally requesting that she be able to flee to mexico <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i know don't you usually like i i mean even if they do let some of these richer whiter people out on bail usually they at least confiscate their passports yeah usually the,
2: usually you can't flee to another country but there's another thing about her that i found interesting is that She her last name is like she ran for mayor of Midland, Texas, and lost. Now, how shitty of a candidate must she have been when her last name is when your last name is Cud and you run for office in Midland? You're going to (laughs) win nine times out of ten. And she lost. I'm sorry, but she's just got to be. She just sucks on so many levels.
0: What was her campaign slogan, like Jennifer Cud uh, for mayor? Chew on this. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I, you know, we laugh and we joke, but it's it's extremely serious that that, that this yeah. disparate treatment of of different groups of people in this country, and I, I really hope that the Biden Justice Department, once we have Merrick Garland seated, will work to correct this uh, and take serious, uh, drastic policy measures to reform what's going on with how people are treated.
2: I hope so, because it just doesn't work right now.
0: I want to continue this conversation. I have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Sure. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. Hey, Daily Beans listeners, it's AG. If you're looking for a fun way to have stress relief while engaging your brain and keeping your wit sharp, I have a recommendation for you. It's a super fun mobile game app with breathtaking visuals, a gripping story. It's called Best Fiends, and there's strategery. Uh, I'm pretty obsessed with Best Fiends because it's a refreshing break from the daily you know, onslaught of news and politics and pandemics, but it keeps my mind focused and sharp and active. It's a great stress reliever. It's part of my self-care routine because I can focus on character collection and building up the levels, and uh fun and challenging puzzles to engage my brain, and it's fun. I started playing Best Fiends once in a while as a distraction, but then I was captivated by the beautiful visual design uh, the soothing music. I got deeper into the story and the characters, most of which are bugs, and the antagonists are slugs. It's so cute. You collect tons of characters. You need to use them strategically for each level. I find myself playing more and more in weird places, too, at random times, because you don't need the internet, so you don't have to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data. And they treat their game. Best Fiends treats their game like a service, and not just a game. So it updates it monthly. There's new levels and events. It stays fresh. It never gets old. Uh, I think I'm on level I think 1482 or something like that, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through it. I'm in it, and I love it. And Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle experience, unlike other games out there. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, it is a five-star rated mobile puzzle game, and it is a must-play. So download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking to comedian and activist Tony B. We were discussing before the break uh, Jennifer Cudd and her uh, J- Judge Trevor, Trevor, and his decision to allow her to flee the country <laughs> um, legally. Uh, and uh the two dis- two different uh systems of justice in this country and uh before we move on and and, and uh, onto the next topic just a, one question for you uh, because a couple of things that we and we've been talking about the two systems of justice on the show for a while and for me and especially when we had some um black lives matters um uh activists on They were saying, look, we don't want you to shoot the white people. You know, we want you to not shoot us. And so I think it's very important when we talk about going forward and closing the disparate gap in the two systems of justice that it's not that we, well, I don't want this woman to be able to flee to Mexico. But, you know, we want people to be released on their own recognizance. Um, So we don't want to lock everybody up and hold everybody I'm more for eliminating cash bail and allowing everybody to go go home and come back to their court date. That's sort of the way that I see. Like bring don't don't bring one group up to meet cruel and unusual. Bring the other group down to meet justice.
2: Yes. And I think what you're saying is it's almost common sense and it's just sad that there's just there doesn't seem to be any common sense. Uh, Throughout our justice system, when it comes to people of different means, different races, and um, that's there are really when you talk about the justice system and you talk about what's going on so many so much of it seems common sense, and um, it's just not there and but I it's hard to because not everyone's on the same page. And that's the problem. And so what's common sense to one group is not common sense at all to another group. And we have to meet in this middle ground, but there's not even a middle ground. There's still an extreme on either side. And that's the problem. So I think eventually we are going to have to answer, <laughs> we're going to have to t- teeter it more towards cruel and unusual equally. Mm. Both sides.
0: I, I hope not. That's I hope that's not the the case. Although Ruth Bader Ginsburg has said in the past that the uh, justice is like a pendulum. And if it swings one way too far, it by science and by nature and by human behavior will swing the other direction uh, mm-hmm. in an equal amount or close to an equal amount. And, you know, you bring up common sense, Ellie Honig, we spoke to yesterday and went on CNN today to talk about the impeachment trial, said, you know, look, common sense is in the law and it should be applied. And he was he was talking in reference to the Republicans brief that was uh, handed in today, which I I spoke about a little bit earlier. And I'll talk about more in depth on uh, our other show, Clean Up on Isle 45, that comes out Wednesday. But that's you know, the, the whole idea that they opened their brief, that Trump's defense team opened their brief with, well, y'all suffer suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, and that was they were trying to pull specific individual words out of Trump's incitement speech to say this particular phrase doesn't incite violence and this particular phrase, like they, like those phrases exist in a vacuum and yeah. hadn't been leading up to it for months and months. So... The impeachment trial starts today. It should be interesting to see how that goes. But you're you're absolutely right. You you can apply common sense to the law. And in fact, that's it's grounded in that and it shouldn't be grounded in religion or money or the color of your skin. Uh, it says right there in, in black and white equal justice under the law. Exactly. So, exactly. Well, I appreciate you coming on today to speak with us um, about that, because it, that story is just I'm so I'm so pissed about it. And um it's going to continue to happen, I'm sure, as more insurrectionists uh, and more seditionists are arrested. I think they're up to 200 arrests, a little over 200 arrests now. Um, and they're looking at RICO charges for some of these folks. They've The DOJ has already said, look, we're, we're working to not just charge them with violent entry and trespassing, but also with sedition, possibly, in a lot of these cases. So... We'll see how that pans out and we'll keep everybody abreast of that. But before I let you go, I want to talk about I watched your special on Amazon Prime. It's called is it called Day Drinker Day Drinker?
2: It's it's called uh, Tony B Day Drinker. Uh,
0: Okay, sorry. Tony B Day Drinker. So not to confuse with any of the rest of us. (laughs) <laughs> who are who are day drinkers. Exactly. And, and how tell me how long you've been working on that special and, and kind of what led up to it, how how you ended up doing it and some of the things that um, because, you know, it's it's comedy, but there's a lot of commentary in there, too.
2: Yeah, well, I it's kind of uh because I've been doing comedy for, you know, almost 10 years now and that this is my first special. And it's basically just because I, I knew I wanted it to be clean. Uh, that was something that uh, we agreed on before we before we shot it. And um, it's just all it's just a collection of all my I think my most interesting stories. I like to do act outs. I like to, um, you know, I it, they're silly, but I'm also I'm saying something not really politically, not really because it's very it's a very PG show. It's for everybody. Um, but it's I was proud of it because when I watched it, because uh, I'm not usually a clean comic. If you see me headline a club or play at a club, I'm usually fairly blue. Not I'm not a dirty comic by any means. Um, but when I watched it, I didn't think of it as a clean special. Because when you think of when you think somebody's clean, you think it's just like, yeah, set up, set up, punch. And hey, and. But I it was still me and um, I like that because, um, you know, even as a comic, if I'm if I'm at a club and I see there's a family sitting at the club, you know, with like parents, with kids that are like, ooh, comedy. (laughs) And you could they don't know what's coming. They don't know how embarrassing I get embarrassed for them when I see comics like talking about sexual stuff and all that. So I'm glad with this special. At least there's something that, you know, if you're watching it with your parents, you're going to be fine. There's not going to be any embarrassing moments.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, yeah, it's just, I'm I'm proud of it. I like that I have a clean special out there. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm happy about it.
0: Yeah, and I, I didn't really notice that either. It's funny that you bring that up because I, you know, I've worked with you. I know that you work, Blue. Uh, and so when I watched you, it just seemed like the same kind of set. It just, uh, you know... Was absent, uh, you know, some harsh swear words and and nastiness, but like it, it didn't occur to me until afterwards when I was like, hey, you know what, that seems like something that I can steer my family oriented friends to. Um, Some of the listeners to the show who have kids who who want to find some comedy that's really funny that 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 will crack up the adults, but also that the kids can get in on. And so uh, that's kind of why I wanted to bring you on. But yeah, I didn't notice until after it uh, it dawned on me that I, I was looking for that. And uh, and so that's that's why I reached out to you. So I appreciate you coming on today. Tell everyone uh, where they can find the special, where they can find you and follow you on social media.
2: Yeah, um, so the special uh, Tony B. J. Jinker, you could find it on Amazon Prime or uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Tony B. Comedy. And yeah, and look out for my cooking show, which should be coming out within the next few weeks on YouTube called Tony B.'s Beautiful Stove. <laughs>
0: What a great name. Where did you get that name?
2: I just, I came up with it. I was, yeah, I was trying to to give my friend a life lesson. And I told her that life is like a beautiful stove. <laughs> and she said, wait, what? And I said, I don't know why I said that, that it made no sense. And then so I was thinking of a name for my show. I said, that's a perfect name.
0: But then, isn't it true? I've read that you, um... You were watching Columbo the next day,
2: yes, as as I do. Um, yeah, I was and that's I'm glad I was watching Columbo the next day. I would talk to I had said the name the words beautiful stove, which has never which have never been said together in a sentence ever. And in that episode of Columbo, he's he's talking to a guy and he says, Maybe we could go to the kitchen and use that beautiful stove. <laughs> and I said This is a sign that I need to do this ridiculous cooking show Wow! called Tony B's Beautiful Stove.
0: (laughs) Well, if Columbo
2: says you you have to do
0: it, you have to do it. He's Lieutenant Columbo.
2: Yeah, you cannot not listen to Columbo.
0: That's very true. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Everybody, activist, comedian, special on Amazon Prime called uh, Day Drinker, Tony B Day Drinker. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate
2: it. (laughs) Of course. Thank you.
0: Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Uh, here we go. La deuxième mise accusation commence. In case you don't speak French, I think that means the second impeachment begins. But my pronunciation is not good, so I just started using Babbel. It is the number one selling language learning app. Hey everybody, it's AG from the Daily Beans. One of my goals this new year was to learn a new language, and Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and easy. They have bite-sized lessons that you actually use in the real world. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, like Spanish, French, Italian, German... I chose French, mainly because I love wine, and I wanted to improve my pronunciation. It's pretty terrible. And Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. I can take my Babbel lessons when traveling, wherever I am. Uh, Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind. Like, you don't learn the cheese is old and moldy. You learn stuff that you use in real life. Everyday life. And other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lesson plans were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientific Proven to be effective. Plus, Babel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, which is what I'm working on. So, start your new language learning journey today with Babel. Right now, when you purchase a three month Babel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. So, just go to Babel.com and use promo code DailyBeans. That's Babel, B A B B E L.com, code DailyBeans for an extra three months free. Babel, language for life. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll- Dana, have you ever seen Tony B? Have you seen his special? It's really good. I
1: haven't seen a special. I will look for it. I'm familiar with him on Twitter, but I have not actually seen a special. Yeah, it's
0: pretty, it's pretty great. Um, I want to thank everyone for sending in the uh, good news, corrections, uh, confessions, uh, disputes to be settled by Amy Carrero and Amy's Court on Fridays. You can do that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in here. Um, we had several listeners write in with the same correction about I and me. Including this one from Sally. Just have to get this off my chest. For the same grammatical reason, it's incorrect to say "join I for something." It is incorrect to say "join Dana and I for something." Sorry, Ag, but I cringe every time.
1: I want to apologize because I've been a shitty friend because I've noticed it every time and I haven't said anything, and that is my fault. Um, right. But I'm glad. I'm glad I left it up to the listeners to sof- <laughs> to soften to softly. Tell you, yeah.
0: Because if you drop the other person, it needs to make sense. Right. Dana and I went to the store. I went to the store. Yeah. Join Dana and I. Join I doesn't make any sense. Now, let me give you a little backstory on this. I went to Catholic school in the seventies. It was always the other person goes first, followed by and I. They didn't care if it was the subjective or the nominative where it fell in the sentence. If you were the thing that was doing the action or the action or you were the passive, they didn't. The nuns did not care. If you said me and John or John and me, you got your fucking knuckles whacked. And so, and and of course, half of that is incorrect, but it's just drilled into my head that it's always so-and-so and I, and no matter what the context, I am working on it. <laughs> I'm working and on it. And thank
1: you listeners for bringing up such a painful memory for Allison <laughs> <and> Gill.
0: <laughs> While you're at it, why don't you give me a nice paper cut and, and pour lemon, lemon juice, juice on it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I appreciate the corrections. I really do because I need them, and you're yeah. you guys are much gentler than Sister Consilio. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't say anything.
0: No, it's tw- it's quite all right. I always jump in and correct you, so you can feel free to jump in and
1: correct me. We have the magic of the edit button. That is true. I'm working on it. It's probably something I should bring up in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized this might be an ongoing issue in my life of just being like, it's not that big a deal, Dana. Do you really need to say anything? Yes. When she's on a podcast in front of 100,000 people, you might want to correct her grammar.
0: Uh. I do know it's correct. And thank you, Sally, and several others who, who wrote in. I do know the correct way to do it. It's just so drilled into me to do it the other way. And I do apologize. I, I am working on it, much much like I am continuing to work on many other things with my language. <laughs>
1: all right thank you for everyone that sent that in uh this one comes from megan pronouns she and her yet another baby spider story hi i'm a single mom of an amazing six-year-old boy who loves all animals all insects and yes spiders now i'm absolutely not a spider person however i try to model bravery for my son whenever possible don't ever let me babysit him recently he started insisting that i catch and release spiders um we come across in our home, and while I do my best to honor his request, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. So one night, as I was running his bath while he finished dinner, I noticed that coming from the ceiling vent were numerous oh, God, <laughs> uh, new, okay, numerous tiny spiders repelling downward toward the floor. <sighs> as I followed their path, and to my horror, horror I saw many had already grounded and were exploring. All right. Listen, Megan. Okay. Oh my God. Megan, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Please note, I... Please note, had an actual spider person been available, I might have run screaming from the house. Okay. Instead, I quickly grabbed the va- the vacuum and using the hand attachment began sucking up as many tiny spiders as I could, knowing my son would show up at any time or any minute. When he wandered in moments later... As sweat rolled down my face, I casually told him I decided to do some cleaning while he bathed. <laughs> <laughs> he f- fortunately never saw the spiders and didn't inquire further while I was-, why I was standing aiming the vacuum toward the vent for the entirety of his bath. <laughs> uh it was the absolute worst and for the next few days i kept the vacuum in ready just in case thank you both for providing me an opportunity to share my story and for being so sweary uh while reporting the news it's the best i unfortunately don't have anything to offer for a pet tax pick but i can share that i had an amazing pug named esther for 13 wonderful years she passed away in 2016 pugs are the best uh-huh. megan megan whichever and i apologize i think it's megan Thank you for that story. Um, I think I told you guys last time, and it may not have when I was young. Um, a spider must have hatched an egg in my kitchen. <gasps> yes. So this is why I'm also afraid of something like that. I walked into the kitchen and I was in my probably single digits. My mom was at work. And when I say the entire kitchen was webbed with tiny, sp- tiny spiders, I mean the entire fucking kitchen was webbed with tiny spiders. So I would have also grabbed not just the handheld vacuum, as many vacuums as I possibly could, I would have said we're moving, but I wasn't in charge. So that's why part of my fear of spiders. And then when I was tiny, I was climbing a tree in the backyard, AG. And there was a black spider that must have been the size of my face. It was probably the size of a quarter. But when you're that small, and I (laughs) ran down that tree so fast, I never went back up in that tree. Like I that's I'm afraid of them.
0: Yeah, I have nightmares like that, where all the spiders, like the arachnophobia, where they're all coming at you at once. I have, that's, I can't. And I had something close to that happen. You know when you're like running, your kid, you're running down the hall, and you, you, you get to, to the hallway, and you jump up and hit the ceiling? Yeah. You know? And above the hallway ceiling was a vent, right? Like an air conditioning vent. <laughs> and I run up, hit the ceiling, hit the vent, vent cover pops off. Well done, uh, (laughs) home builders. And out pours scorpions.
1: (gasps) What? Ah,
0: There was a nest of scorpions. I have goosebumps right now in the vent.
1: Oh, God. I can't. I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we need another good news story.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. All right. I'm just getting on with it. Next up, from anonymous pronouns, he and him. Confession, I was given the opportunity to jump the vaccination line. I do IT for work uh, for some small medical providers, and I was given the opportunity to sneak in as an employee of one of them. I can't help but feel that I'm cheating, as I know I'd otherwise be amongst the last quintile to be taken care of. My motivation is to be able to get back into a gym and start dropping an extra 30 pounds of COVID weight. Pet tax attached. Max, a snuggly lug of a feline named for a dearly departed nephew whose Eagle Scout project was to build a retaining wall at an animal shelter where I found her. (gasps) Oh, what a honey. And that's a good confession, Anonymous, but don't feel guilty because everyone any the more people that get the vaccine, uh, you know, if they have it on hand and you can take it. You're not taking it away from somebody else. And the more people we get vaccinated, the more we're all doing our part to get back to where we need to, to be. So. Yeah.
1: I'm all for, I had an opportunity to jump the line as well, but it wasn't as up on. I mean, it was also kind of sketchy. Like I would have had to lie about something. And so I said, thank you, but no, thank you. Um, because I did feel like I was taking it from someone, but if you have an opportunity where something's going to go to waste, like, like literally a vaccine is going to go to waste. Haven't put a needle in your arm. I'm all for it.
0: And not only that, but you do IT for medical providers? Yeah, you're that's at risk too. front line. Totally. That's, that's front line to me. Yeah. But
1: No, I actually agree with me. you. Good point. Very good point. Oh, this kitty. Oh, so cute. So pretty. All right, we got another one. This one's from Phil. Pronouns he and him, A-G and D-G. I just listened to your February 4th episode, and I'm a little behind. And at the end, you make the point, after the good news, that sometimes you just have to get stuff off your chest, and you invite us to tell you about it. So I'm taking you up on that. First, let me remind you who, uh, who I am, Baby Bean, nurse with an aunt who is a MAGA hat wearing Volvida Voldemort worshiping nutbag. Before I get into this, I promise there is some good news at the end of this. I've been picking up shifts all over my state to work in the ICUs because that is most of my work history, but I'm also an infection control nurse, so I know a thing or two. Now, I'll tell you that I have seen a lot of very sick people over the last few months that seem like decades, and I've slept in my car between shifts and spent way too long on the floor of the hospital just to come out and stop by a local supermarket to grab a bag of chips and a soda, the majority of my meals right now, and see people walking around with a mask under their nose or no mask at all. For fuck's sake, it is a goddamn mask. Wear it and wear it right. Yesterday, I came out of the supermarket and sat in my car for an hour and I just cried my eyes out because I feel like I spend hours of my time, what feels like years of my life, trying to save the lives of people who are probably related to one of these assholes who can't even wear a mask right. I sometimes question what the hell I'm doing and if it's worth it if all of our hard work is just going to be shat on by idiots in the supermarket. Okay, that's my rant. Now for my promised good news. My mom and my aunt went together. Somehow they scheduled it this way and they got their first COVID shot. My mom called me and let me know that she was going to take her and they would do it together. This is my small bright light in a dark tunnel. At least I feel like I won't be seeing my aunt in one of the beds next to one of my patients. You mentioned you like exotic animals. So as a tax, I have attached pictures from my time in Africa, working at an organization that educates and treats tribal communities in Tanzania. Hope you like it. Thanks for keeping me grounded. First, oh, the first picture is a picture of a cat, a beautiful cat, though. The second one. it looks like mm. a teenage elephant and a baby elephant. It's probably an adult elephant and a baby elephant, but my God, they are so cute. And then mm. we have some gorgeous pictures of zebras. Oh, these are so beautiful. Look at, I love those trees that are in the background. Oh, oh wow. I love that zebras, like, you know, who knows? I'm sure people could tell me I'm going to sound like an idiot right now. Zebras are probably, a, you know, a mix of animals. Like, I'm sure we've learned that through the years. All animals are probably just that. But- I think it's really interesting that zebras, because they're black and white, they could have just turned out gray. Do you know what I mean? But they they didn't. They're born with these magnificent patterns.
0: Well, as it turns out, the stripes help prevent biting flies um, from staying and landing on their skin. Somebody actually did a bunch of, did some experiment where they painted like a horse with with zebra stripes yeah and there was like 60 percent fewer fly bites that's
1: amazing maybe yeah. all right well i know what i need to do when i ever go into a fly biting area i'm painting stripes take it
0: <laughs> i'm gonna take the next two here we've got some more beautiful pictures here hi everyone just thought i'd let you know this is from robbie by the way no pronouns given just want to let you know how much i'm enjoying the podcast whilst in kenya with work some good news is that my nan and the mother of my children have both had their COVID vaccines this week, and by the time I'm home, uh, both will have had both. Wonderful. No pet pics, but some wildlife while working will suffice. And here...
1: Oh, my uh, goodness. We've got more zebras. What uh, an incredible job. Uh,
0: a gaggle of giraffes. What's a group of giraffes called? Probably just a herd. Um, more elephants. This beautiful uh, waterfall creek. Oh, that looks like I want to swim in it. Oh, thank you for those. And next up from Scarecrow, pronouns he and him. Hi, Beans team. Glad to hear your coverage of our heroic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and his upcoming Senate run. He's a local treasure and hopefully will go on to replace Tea Party Toomey in the state. I was born in Braddock Hospital and grew up nearby in the town of Westinghouse Valley. Uh, With the closure of most of the steel mills, Braddock declined until it was doomed to just be some rubber under the highway overpass. Mr. Fetterman stepped in and helped turn things around. The town is still struggling, but new businesses have moved in. It's on its way back up. If you've ever seen the movie Out of the Furnace, a lot of it was filmed in Braddock and neighboring Rankin. I was lucky enough to meet Mr. Fetterman several times uh, and even attended a party at his old house, a previously abandoned building with two shipping containers on the roof. Despite his size as a studio wrestler and studio wrestler appearance, he's kind and compassionate and extremely smart. He has Braddock's zip code tattooed on one arm, But on the other arms are nine dates. They represent the nine murders that took place since he became mayor in 2005. Wow. He feels a deep personal responsibility for them. With luck, we will have our big guy representing us in the Senate. He's what we all need. An older pet tax photo. This is three of the Pooper family. (laughs) Sheldon, Winnie, and Gordon. Not pictured are Minnie and Anderson. As well as Mary Poopins. And goose the nineteen pound hen. Nineteen pound hen. Wow! Look <gasps> at the picture. That's a big hen. Oh my God! That's a
1: look. How much bigger she is than the cock. I know. Mm. <laughs> you had to. You were just I waiting. Did. Well done. I well done. It did. Mm. All right. Um. Thank you for that. And I, I, I really like Fetterman more and more. Every story I hear about him. Um. I don't know which. Um, congressional district he's in but brian sims and i know each other very well from the being on the road with the human rights campaign and then honoring him uh and he's just he's also like a very just a specimen of a man he's this big bear and he's just beautiful it's just i like that they pennsylvania has some really really uh sturdy men in their legislature up there i love it um, all right. This next one's coming from Lisa Pronoun She and her. Hello, lovely beanie ladies. Not all good news, but there are glimpses of joy in the sadness. On th- um, 31 January, Western Australia reported its first community transmitted case of COVID-19 hotel quarantine escape. Oh, wow. We went into a full five day lockdown from 6pm that night. At noon on Monday, a fire started in the hills behind Perth and sadly burnt through a thousand of hectares, destroying uh, 86 homes, and within 24 hours was on the edge of our metro area. We got our evacuation message at noon on Wednesday, and within 30 minutes, I was on the road with my daughter, two horses, two dogs, and a very displeased cat. It took another three days to get the fire under control so we could return to our unaffected home. My goodness. It's been a week of loss and pain and beauty and hope. The outpouring of help and aid to the people and animals who have lost everything has been amazing. The support we've received and continue to receive is humbling. My daughter who's on the spectrum is struggling and returning to school today. She has already seen the school psychologist to give her support to help her cope. In one week we squashed a potential covid outbreak and an out of control fire through everyone working together and listening to the authorities. Attaches a very powerful image A very powerful image of one of our firefighters, the dog waiting for us to leave, and one of my horses enjoying her evacuation accommodation in a friend's front garden. Keep up your amazing work and news with swears, love from down under. This first image is powerful. I don't know how else to explain it. There is a a firefighter. um, You would think the image is in black and white. I would not be assured that it is. I don't know. But he is in his uniform. There's a fire truck behind him. He's on his knees and completely exhausted. Exhausted. My gosh. Thank you for the frontliners. Those of you listening to this podcast, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. You know, I, even though it's been a tough year, I have the, and I will use privilege of being able to stay in the safety of my home. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. And I just thank you, thank you, thank you. And this sweet pup, this sweet, oh. sweet pup, and a, it's a gorgeous horse. I love horses. They're majestic and beautiful and graceful and strong and all of it. All of it. They're so gorgeous. Thank you so much for those pictures and the story. I'm glad everyone is okay. And I'm just sending you my thoughts. I've got a couple of friends who live in Perth, so I should check on them. I hope that they're okay as well.
0: Yeah. Just absolute heroes. Everyone that was involved, you know? Wow. Yes. Thank you for sending these in. These are incredible and, uh um please if you have anything you want to share, um don't hesitate. Go to dailybeanspod.com, click on contact, send us, you know, need to get something off your chest like the uh previous submission that we had, or you just want to send in photos of your pets, share your grandkids with us, your living space, your garden, um, absolutely anything. Uh, we would love to to read it, read about it on air and s and, and share the pictures in our newsletter. So Thank
1: you. I had to giggle a little bit when you said garden, because in Australia, and someone, please tell me, because I heard this in the Only One Newlywed game I hosted on a lesbian uh, cruise line, but apparently in Australia, they call their um, parts, the female parts, their lady garden. So when you said show us pictures of your garden, I had to giggle a little oh. bit inside, because I'm sometime a teenage boy. <laughs>
0: it works um, but yeah anyone send them in and is that your final thought is that what you want that's it that's on? it just right, send us great. pictures
1: of your lady gardens that's it
0: <laughs> everybody until tomorrow Whew, please take care of each other take care of yourselves take care of your mental health and take care of the planet I've been AG and I've been DG and them's the beans Hey, everybody, do not miss our Daily Beans after party on the stereo app. We'll be going live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dana and I want to hear from you. Our last stereo show went a little bit like this. And uh, we're here doing our live after party. Daily Beans after party is what they're they're calling it, what the kids are calling it these days. It reminds me of I just watched (laughs) the 30 Rock episode where Liz Lemon was like, Uh, Out with Tracy Jordan, and he's like, Are you going to the after, 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 after party? And they end up like on somebody's roof. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, just finished watching that vote the vote to oust Marjorie Taylor Greene from her (laughs) two Uh, I, I think I was incorrect. I think the last time we were here live, I said that she was only, I thought she was only on one committee. She was on two committees. She yeah. was on education and labor and also on the budget committee. Like Education, what?
1: education. She's on the committee of education She was, was, because she got voted <laughs> off of education.
0: Yeah, and 11 Republicans voted alongside Democrats to oust her from these seats. Uh, so... We're going to see how the backlash of that plays out because, as you know, McCarthy was like, well, what about Maxine Waters and what about so-and-so? And they get to keep their committee seats like they committed, like they wanted other people to be executed or believed that nine eleven was not real or what. Like, come exactly. on, like, stop. Stereo is the app for live social conversations. We want to talk directly with you, the listeners. You can join our show. Dana and I ask us questions about news, politics, anything. And you can share your experiences and opinions. And we want to hear it all. So download the new app called Stereo and join us live this week, Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific. Link to our show in the description and join us over on the Stereo app.